The California Connection is here. It is Wednesday, December 6th, and you guys know how we do. We're here to talk about AEW Dynamite. And today, Dynamite took place in Montreal, Canada. And boy, was it a lit show. The crowd was definitely invested. We got a lot of really good wrestling. I think it's going to be an interesting episode to talk about today. Reg, how are you, man? Yeah, I'm doing pretty well, Denise. I thought that, the, uh, as you say, the crowd was pretty lit for this. Canada always gives it up um, anytime they have wrestling like this, especially with the main event like this. They were set up for success. I thought everything that needed to hit in this show hit. So, yeah, let's get into it, Denise. How are you before I'm, we get into it? I'm doing good. I'm pretty yeah. okay. I felt like I had something to say, and then I forgot. Oh, yeah, so, Reg, I got to tell you, I was suspicious about you for the last 24 hours. Wait. What so for the last, I texted you 24 hours ago mm -hmm. and I never heard back. And I was thinking to myself, like, man, why did Reg never respond to me? So today I texted you again about something totally different. Mm -hmm. And I looked and my message was never there. The one that I thought I had sent. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> what? What are you even talking about? I don't know this message that you speak of. So for a whole 24 hours, I was like, I can't believe Reg never wrote me back. <laughs> my text never sent. There was nothing there. I don't know what happened. It, it sent to somebody else that was under Reg, but you're the only Reg there. I think there was a glitch on the phone or something. Listen. But just so you know. <laughs> I don't want to stereotype Latina women, but this is totally a Latina moment. Being mad at somebody and they actually did the thing that they're mad at. Classic. I'm, I'm used to this, Denise, at this point. Yeah, it was so funny. And I was like, I'm going to casually bring it up to Reg today. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was uh -huh. already planting the seeds. I was like, I'm going to casually bring it up and see what Come he says. On. And then I looked and I was like, oh, that thing never sent. My bad. Tech now, you also do sometimes act like an old lady with your technology, like all the technology you use. I'm like, Denise is pretty versed in this. But then sometimes you're just like an old lady and you're like, how does this work? Can't work a remote, man. Can't work I'm a saying. remote to save my life, man. I just be pressing buttons. I'm like, whatever happens, I don't care. <laughs> whatever, happens. whatever happens, happens. <laughs> but let's get to this episode of Dynamite. Sheldon Jackson kicks us off with 10 DWO memberships. Sheldon, keep an eye out on your mailbox. Uh, you got something coming to you. Uh, mm. Doppelganger399 says, Ole, 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 ole. Am I saying that kind of yeah, lame, huh? Yeah. A little bit. A little lame. Reg, you want to give it a Latina. little bit more enthusiasm? No, no, no. You got this. You got this. That was like the most boring ole I've ever said in my life. And there's all the exclamation points in the super chat, too, and you just did not do it any justice at all. But it's fine. Ole! Uh, nope, 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 no recovery. Nope. No, Let's there's move no forward, recovery from that. Yeah. Doppelganger mm -hmm. 399. I'm sorry I botched your Olays. Uh, you had such great enthusiasm there. Crazy. Sheldon Jackson says tonight's show of Dynamite was an was a M night show. Shyamalan type of show. It was a great buildup at the main event, and he made it a sugar honey iced tea show. Brad, <laughs> you're going to have to break this one down for me. <laughs> well, first, M. Night Shyamalan has done, like, the movies with the big twist, like The Sixth Sense, those things like that. You know oh, who I love M. The Night Sixth Sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He does, like, the movies with the big twist, and then Sugar Honey Iced Tea is a shit show. It's spelled out there. Oh, okay, okay. I didn't realize that he was the one who did The Sixth Sense. Yeah, yeah did he? I could be making this all up. I no, I have no idea. Like, I have no idea if I watched an M. Night Shyamalan movie ever before. Like, you would have to tell me, and I, I would know. Do you watch a movie. lot of movies? You got to probably start. Yeah, there. I definitely do, but mm -hmm. I just don't know. Like, I never look at, like, who directs things or stuff like that. I just watch the movie. Yeah, I feel you. 
that's a little bit of what I do. So yeah, uh, Sheldon Jackson, thank you so much for the super chat. Rafael Garcia says, I don't care about the Continental Classic. I don't care, Nick Wayne's mom. I don't care about Hangman. Our goat is back. The most dangerous woman in wrestling is back. Rio is back yep. and we're up. Raphael, I did not know where you were going with this. I was like, he doesn't care about anything. I thought he was about to trash the entire show. Nope. He cares about something, something very important. That's Rio with the pipe. She is back to destroy everybody and get the ratings right through the roof. You know who is scared right now, Denise? Hunter Hearst Helmsley shaking in his boots. Anytime Rio shows up, Triple H is like, I don't know what we're going to do. Next week, you're going to see like some WrestleMania type main event to counteract Rio because that's his favorite thing to do. Oh, man. Well, I got to tell you, I always get very happy when I see Rio on the show. Uh, she's super sweet looking. I love her. All right, let's get into this. I want to start things off with MJF, Samoa Joe, the Mask Men, what we saw between MJF and Hangman Page and what went down there. Reg, you kind of did a little bit of the mm. uh. I'm going to start off with this. And I'm sorry in, in advance if I turn into the bad guy right now. But I'm losing interest in the devil mask story. And today was the day. I think today was the day where they had said last week, and I even said this was going to happen last week. So I don't know why I'm, I was expecting anything different. I even said, we're not even going to get this match. You said it. These two guys and these two mystery guys against MJF and Samoa Joe, like that's not even going to happen. And it didn't. We ended up getting an, another attack uh, between M MJF getting attacked backstage and Samoa Joe out there in the ring and basically everybody just kind of being there and surrounding the ring, the lights going in, the lights going out. What did I say last time, Reg? I wanted adult content. Yeah, you did say that. And this wasn't <laughs> adult content. Exactly what you were talking about preaching last week, Denise. They ramped it up with this. Yeah, I didn't like it at all, honestly. It's exactly like you said. We knew this was happening. I knew this was going to happen. But then as soon as it happened, I was like, oh, I hate this. And then the way that they did the Samoa Joe, I just didn't like it. I don't want to ever do the WWE thing. Oh, here they go. They're taking me to the thing of telling me we're going to have a match and then not giving me that match. For a whole week, they've been telling me we're going to see this match and then you do this bullshit beginning thing. I hated it. The Hangman Page promo that we're going to talk about soon was very, very great stuff, but this part, I just didn't like it. No interest. Here's the thing, like you mentioned it being WWE-like. There's two things. One, I agree with that. I feel like it is becoming a little bit of like too much stalling. And yeah. here's the thing. When you stall, man, by the time you make the reveal, this reveal better be freaking great. Because if not, people are yep. going to be like, wow, man, I waited this much time for this to happen. And it's just what we're seeing here. And so they kind of run the risk of that. And so that was like my, I feel like I've been into the story up until today. Today yep. was where they lost me. And there was two things that kind of lost me. One Samoa Joe is not the type of guy to just stand there and do nothing. Samoa Joe would rather try to attack all of these guys and get his ass kicked because he was being outnumbered than not do squat. Granted, he only had like a couple of seconds before the lights went out and stuff, but I much would have rather seen something along those lines. But mm -hmm. given our theory about Samoa Joe possibly being aligned with these guys, maybe that's why they didn't actually attack him. So that might have been an Easter egg within itself because they only attacked MJF yep. and the other thing the one that kind of lost me primarily was that I just wanted they just had to reveal some members today I mm. think I just want the reveal already uh, but now we know we're gonna have to wait until world's end which I guess uh, is fine right yeah I mean that aspect I think if you're kind of hooked on the whole who is the devil aspect that could be a thing they teased it some more earlier with 
him and, and, and Hangman. So it's like, you're going to have to do something at this point. I think that's what I'm feeling what you're saying, Denise. is like, you got to do something at this point. It just felt like another week of like, whatever this was. And it wasn't something to really latch on to. It was like, all right, we're doing, we're still doing the story because we're trying to get to World's End, but we're going to need a couple of things before we get there to really continue to sell the story. They're stalling. That, that's what it they're is. Stalling. They're stalling and it's yeah. a little obvious. And I think yeah. that is kind of just what's kind of losing me is I just want something to happen. Anything. I'll take anything right. at this point. But yeah. MJF gets attacked for how many times has MJF been attacked now? I can't even count. He was attacked last week. He's been attacked this week. Uh, it's at this the point. It's like, uh, do we do we, do you care that he that at that just that aspect of the story? Do you care that he was attacked today? Because now it's like, all right, you're attacked again. Who cares? Yeah, it's lessening lessening it. Because yeah. here's the thing: at some point, if you're starting to get attacked multiple times, I'm walking around with bodyguards. I'm doing something to change this outcome from happening. And Denise didn't Samoa Joe himself say. I got your back now. Nothing's going to happen from this point forward till world's end. You don't got his back. He was knocked out in the back. You guys had a match. And he were just watching his back when him and Hangman were having the conversation. Where were you, dude? <laughs> exactly that. Exactly that, Reg. Honestly. Okay, so... We've been talking a lot about Hangman here. And for those that didn't see Dynamite, you're probably like, what's happening? Where does Hangman Page fit in all of this? Well, we had a backstage confrontation between Hangman Page and MJF. And they were pretty much just throwing jabs at each other. Of course, we really haven't seen Hangman at all since Full Gear, right? Like, this was yep. his first time back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So... He's finally back on the show. We haven't seen him since uh, his match with Surf Strickland. And in this, they start to throw a couple of jabs at each other. One of them is MJF mentioning that he, he congratulated him on the match and congratulated them both on trying to see who can get STDs. I thought that was a pretty good line, considering mm -hmm. some people were upset about the blood spot. Right. And then they were throwing shots at each other for the amounts of time that MJF takes in the ring doing his promos, his 30 minutes there. And then he also, they also kind of talk a little smack on each other's reigns as AEW world champion. So there's kind of a lot here. What did you make of this MJF hangman page promo and how razzle dazzled are you by it? This was the strongest MJF stuff of the night for me. I thought that hangman has been exceptional and kind of like playing like, I know everything you guys are saying about me. Some of it is true, but I'm not that guy. And this is what it felt like here. He's like, look, some of this is what you're saying is true, but I'm not that guy. I'll beat your ass right here. And MJF, I like Adam Page kind of playing the truth of like what everybody is saying online or what everybody is being of being like, dude, you've been out here for a long time. You you're throwing uh, stones in a glass house, like talking all this shit when you've been doing these things with your reins. And again, being saved by Samoa Joe, I thought told a good story. Leading into what they did, I just didn't like the way that they executed it. But I thought this was a super song, strong showing. Anytime uh, MJF gets into a back and forth with somebody and they get the better of him, I always like those moments because you want to see – there's still moments where Max needs to swim of like, yeah, you're a great promo guy, but there's another person that could promo just as well as you. And if you're swimming, try to get back to where you need to be. I always like those moments. And this was that type of moment. Yeah, you rarely get those moments too. But that's the thing. Like, I also like that Hangman Page walked away before MJF was even done. And right. MJF kept going. Mm -hmm. He kept talking like if Hangman Page was still there. So 
where do you think this is going? Are we going to circle back to MJF Hangman Page? Are we going to have a, a, a match here? Another thing that Hangman mentioned in this was that he wasn't done with Swerve. Now, right. I took that as this match is not going to happen next week or next month, but down the line, it may happen. Like, he still has his number, essentially. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel about the MJF thing, because I'm like, with timing, when are they really going to do this MJF and Hangman Page thing? They're not going to, you know, rush a match between now and World's End. I don't think that wouldn't make a lot of sense, but they potentially could. I think this is just a seed being planted for what's going to happen in the future. Adam Page was planting a lot of seeds, like with the swerve thing, and I think this is just another one being planted. Do you think they're doing this because a lot of people are expecting Samoa Joe to win to defeat MJF at World's End and for MJF to be gone for a bit, given the injury that he mentioned he had the torn labrum. Why would you try to tell stories then, Denise? I don't know. That, that would be kind of, because it feels like exactly that, but like, why would you, if he's going to be gone, wouldn't you tell something of the opposite? Like, don't set me up for something I think I'm going to get if MJF's going to be gone. Because maybe hurt, that's right? why they're trying to set you up for it so mm, that you can think. Okay. So that you can think, yeah, like a swerve. Mm -hmm. I don't know. And then maybe eventually down the line, it'll be circled back to once. Because uh, I'm I'm expecting to see MJF go and solve whatever issue he has with the torn labrum. I, right. I don't know what the recovery time or what that looks like, what that entails. But I'm expecting for that to happen following World's End. Same. Yeah, that's what's kind of driving me crazy about World's End. Because I hate that, like, we all think is that like Samoa Joe's just going to beat this guy at the show. Like we got to do something to try to curb that. I don't know what it is. Yeah. So I'm wondering like where, how this is all going to fit in. Like how is Hangman Page MJF going to fit into the story that they're telling right now? I know that MJF accused him of being the devil. I did like that because if I'm MJF, I would be suspicious of everybody. Like I would not be trusting nobody. To, especially if I'm running into you right outside of my locker room. What are you doing here, dog? Like, why are you so close to the situation? Why are you talking to me? Anybody that's talking to me right now when I'm dealing with fools, turning off lights on my back, I'm suspicious of everybody. So, yeah, I think MJF was in the right to be like, yo, maybe you're the guy. Maybe you're the Joker, dog. What's up? Where you been? Yeah, I'm just excited for them to already reveal this stuff, to start moving uh, forward with this storyline. Because this story, um, we've been trying to figure out who the devil is. Since late September. Has your uh, choice of who you think the devil is changed? Yeah, it has. It has. It has. So remember last week, who did I say it was last week? I didn't say who I thought it was, did I? Mm -mm. No, no. Not last week. Um, I actually said that I thought it wasn't Wardlow. Mm -hmm. And then throughout the entire week on Twitter, kept popping up on my timeline. People posting conspiracy theories about how Wardlow's hair was all messed up, right. looking like he took off his hat. And I was mm -hmm. like, damn. I and saw that. after seeing that over and over in my timeline, I'm like, you know what? Oh, someone posted, someone posted on Twitter that they would recognize this butt anywhere. Oh my God. And it was a side-by-side -side of Wardlow's butt and the, <laughs> and the masked man's butt. Knowing that's him off his butt is crazy. <laughs> and between the hair thing and the butt thing, I was like, damn, you know what? I think it is Wardlow. And <laughs> the hair thing and the butt thing. It's a sick world we live in here, Denise. It gets 
gets worse. What follow, who are you following? I don't know. This came up on my for you page because I don't I follow. I'm not on my following tab. I do not view my following tab. I view my for you tab. Mm. And on my and then what's worse, Reg, is I started comparing, doing scientific work. I was like, let me see. Does this butt look the same? Dude, Ward though, you're victifying or objectifying men. Ward though is not a piece of meat that can be <laughs> analyzed by his butt. Butt analysis. <laughs> This is crazy. Cracking the mystery on a man's butt is wild as hell. But, you know, I respect it. CSI, there's all kind of stuff, you know? Peruso Kid says Wardlow is part of the group. Adam Cole is the leader. That's a kind of a, what I'm thinking right now. That's where yeah. I'm at on all of this. But, yeah, thanks to those two tweets, uh, my mind has oh, been nasty. convinced that I do think that the big guy, the big guy there that we saw in that one picture was Wardlow. We'll see. Okay. Okay. We'll see. We'll find out hopefully by world's end. Cause if I'm still talking about who the mask man is in the year 2024, I'm a retire reg. Weaky booty is crazy. We got some wild. <laughs> Weaky booty. <laughs> Major blood says that I'm a woman of science. All right. I wasn't even the one who posted the tweet. Somebody What's else it? on Twitter. You just said it. you did your data, Denise. You cannot back this out. You said immediately yeah, after. Yeah, because if someone, posted, too. if someone posts a tweet, I'm going to click on it. I'm going to look at it. I'm going to analyze it. <laughs> that close, dude? I'm blind, Reg. <laughs> <laughs> I told you here, Grandma. Why is your phone so close? <laughs> I can't. So I'm sure that tweet's going to pop up. Watch. I need to find oh, it uh, somewhere out there. I know it's out there somewhere. We'll see. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we'll totally. see it. Uh, Asha, I should say, I do not like butts. I've never been those women that Denise are like. Denise is never going to beat the allegations. Talking about beats, butts, every. No, but I really don't, this. though. Uh, I really, I've, I've seen like in TV shows and stuff, women are always talking about like, mm, like check out that guy's butt. That butt. Yeah. I've never been into that. Like I've always said this, like I've never been a butt girl. Like I've never liked. <laughs> I've so never this legit was butt. just for science. This legit this was just for science so that I can gotcha. formulate a theory for this mm -hmm. podcast. Respect, Denise. Look, I'm not judging. I'm not judging you, Denise. <laughs> I'm just saying, all right? I'm just saying. I'm more of a calves girl, you know? Show me a little calf and I'll be like, oh, yeah. Calves. Dude, it's a thing. Chicks like calves. If you got hot calves. Ooh. I mean, world famously, Dwayne The Rock Johnson got calf implants and was wearing those Adidas track pants for a long time. I understand. It must be a thing. Uh, I, I have nice calves, so I'm in the game. All right, you can show them to Nick Wayne's mom, Reg, and see if you uh, get your shot. Hopefully. If that's the way in, look at these calves, girl. <laughs> All right, we got to get to these super chats here, man. I'm crying, and we're only 20 <laughs> minutes into this show. So silly. Where the hell are we at? All right, we got a couple of super chats. Let's get to them. This one's from Johnny, who says, Swerve versus Moxley should be a Texas death match. Hopefully, you two do a ranking of your top 10 favorite AEW matches of 2023, Taylor uh -huh. or Michael Jackson. Um, yes to your first question, I would like to see a Texas death match, not for the tournament, obviously, but later on down the road. Two, yes, if Reg says yes. And then three, Taylor Swift. Uh, first one, I think they might be running the Texas death match too much, so I might be pick another uh, stipulation for that match. Number two, of course, I'm all in. Let's do it. And Denise's might say no after I say this, Michael Jackson. <laughs> You're fired, Reg. Get off the street. We're replacing you. 
I'm going to go call Phil. I'm like, she's going to say yes to this show and then immediately say no when I say this. <laughs> Grapple Geekery says, well, Paige and MGF was good, but the rest of the sports entertainment on this episode was subpar. Reg is right. It felt very WWE, unfortunately. MJF. It's true. We had some good, some great wrestling, which we're going to talk about in just a second. But the main, the meat of this show, which was the MJF Samoa Joe stuff and the Masked Men stuff, mm-hmm. that was the sports entertainment and the main, part the of main it. event stuff too, like the Edge and yeah. Christian and that, because it felt like we'll get to it. it. It also kind of felt like that. Anthony Cruz says, "Do we get any contracts coming up before World's End when the Masked Men will be revealed? Most likely, go Kelly Connection." Yes. Um. I don't know. What are your thoughts, Reg? Um, no, I don't think we. I don't think any of that. I think we're just gonna get the reveals at. I don't think we should get it at World Ends. I think we should at least trickle them because we got a couple of. Uh, oh, of, okay. uh, I'm saying we should get it before, like maybe get the Joker at World's End, but we start breaking. I mean, I guess it's gonna kind of reveal as soon as you pull off and you see Roderick Strong or somebody under there. So I don't know, man. This is hard right. to look. If all of a sudden Roderick Strong comes out, I'm not gonna be there going, "Oh, it's not Matt Taven." Right. Yeah. Exactly. So I don't know. You know. Yeah. We got uh, Darman, who, by the way, thank you so much to Anthony. We got Darman here who says, great show tonight. The devil should beat Conor McGregor. He would be fantastic. Roll on all in 2024. Wow. Bro, if it was Conor McGregor, we would be out here having a bomb-ass show talking about that. Yeah, it would be wild as hell. Things would go super crazy. What if it is somebody just off the wall that we never thought of in the world, Denise? Who? Conor McGregor. You swear. You swear. I don't know. Somebody could be something crazy. You don't know. They they there could be a secret. There could be a mystery. It couldn't be exactly who we say, but it also could be. What if it's Snoop Dogg? See, look, that would be really dope. Shaq Shaq has a contract, I think, still. He still has a match out there left. Mike Tyson. Look at you're saying a bunch of great ideas, Denise. You're asking me who, and then you say all these great people. Goldberg. No, see, y'all are taking it too far. Relax. Every time, every single time we try to do this, you guys talk about Goldberg, then everything's over. Someone do the butt analysis on Goldberg and the masked man. All right, I got to go. I'm out. Talking about Goldberg's butt on our show, this is where I draw the line. Alexander Fitzgerald says, hot take, the devil is Tony Khan. Listen, okay, listen. I'm not, listen, Denise, okay, let's talk about it. Would it be the worst? I know it's not him. You want to know why? Why? Mask man Tony Khan would still come out with his coffee. That's a fact. Yeah, he would have a, at least one drink in his hand. You're very correct. But what if there was that swerve to these? How mad would the internet be? I would laugh. It would be like so hilarious. It'd be the funniest thing ever but you know they would get destroyed if it was tony yeah it would be it would be horrendous steve fight yeah. says uh hey guys did you see mjf was knocked out by a beer bottle just like hangman used to bring the ring back in the day uh trying to swerve us about hangman love you guys so i think Thanks, that steve. that was a clever yeah thank you steve i think that was a clever touch by aew because you think beer bottles you think hangman page people were pointing out the glass for a split second you think of glass, you think of Jungle Boy, Jack Perry, because of the whole glass situation. Um, the That's what you think of. But clearly, mm-hmm. I feel like those two options are, I, I don't think it's Hangman, and I also don't think it's Jungle Boy. So I quickly disregarded both of those. Yeah, that is the one aspect of the story that I did like, though. Like, they did the great promo backstage with uh, Hangman and MJF, and then they played to that story to add another element to it. But I just, again, didn't like the execution, so. 
Right, right. Steve Fight, thank you so much for bringing this up as well. And, uh, you know, we'll see how they tie in again, the Hangman page portion of it all. Mike T90K says that was definitely not Wardlow's butt. It's more <laughs> of Adam Cole's butt, maybe even Osprey's butt. It's all the butts. See? I don't think it's Osprey's or Adam Cole's. They have more of like a smaller. Actually, uh, I don't really know if I've paid um, attention to Osprey's, but for sure, Adam Cole. I can't. We have at it. <laughs> I did not start this. I did not begin this. The internet did this. Now you keep blaming the internet. You keep blaming this invisible tweet that nobody's ever seen. I will look for it. I, it's somewhere, but I can't look for it right now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Sheldon Jackson says my outside prediction uh, for the devil is Dolph. Oh, Dolph Ziggler. No. No. <laughs> Sheldon Jackson had a good one. No, love you, Sheldon, but I can't. I can't. No, where yeah, does uh, where does Dolph Ziggler Dolph. fit into an AEW uh, roster, Denise? I don't know because it's hard to say when you've seen someone with when you've seen a certain version of someone for so many years in one promotion. It's even hard for me to fathom what Dolph Ziggler would look like in AEW, like what Great. they would do with him, like how it would be different. You just described one of the guys that was in the main event of the show that we watched. Oh, Edge. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. I did actually. Wasn't even mm -hmm. trying to. Yeah. <laughs> Jared says, it's okay, Denise. I like staring at Wardlow's peach too. I don't like staring at it. I'm Listen, not even into it. You brought this energy, Denise, and now it's being brought to you. You brought Wardlow's butt into this, and now you're reaping the benefits. It was someone on my For You page. Yeah, keep blaming this. Blame Twitter. Mm-hmm. Alexander Fitzgerald, DWO member, says Roderick Strong is out of the wheelchair. Miracles. Finally. Someone said it was a Christmas miracle, by the way. Mm. All right. Let's go ahead and get into Christian Cage and Adam Copeland because that was the main event of the day. And this was a match that had the crowd going absolutely crazy, man. They mm. were Christian was getting that freaking heat, man. I think they were chanting F you, Christian. Yep. Yep, right. Yep. They definitely were. We were getting this is awesome chance, uh, a little bit of everything here. But we had some fun moments during this match. Uh, at one point, we see Christian Cage hit the kill switch and goes for the cover. But Edge ends up kicking out. And then Kate Christian Cage ends up kicking the referee like straight up ends up kicking him. And then we see him try to hit Edge with the belt. And instead, he ducks it, and they both end up hitting each other with a spear that actually looked pretty freaking cool. Uh, we continue on with this match, and Shanna Wayne, Righteous Reg, you threw your shot at Shanna. Unfortunately, it looks like she's maybe going a different direction. Mm. Nick Wayne's mom comes out. She picks up the belt. She tries to make it seem like we don't know who she's going to hit. We all knew she's going to hit Edge. She only looked at Edge the entire time. Look, she's Bless not an heart. actress, Denise. Bless she's not a wrestler. She's just put into this situation for some reason. Give her a little bit of bail. <laughs> yeah, I definitely did. It was actually pretty cute because I was knowing she was going to hit Edge, but I'm like, okay, obviously she's going to, she should be, in order to make us think she's not going to hit Edge and in order to sell this a lot more, she should be looking at Christian, right? Right. Right. And so she was looking more so at Edge. And I think it's because, you know, she was thinking like, okay, I got to see when he gets up so that I can hit him. So I thought that was pretty cute, actually. Uh, just kind of getting into the inner workings of what a situation like that uh, brings out of someone. But she hits Edge with the belt and Christian hits the kill switch. 
steps on he uh he does the concerto but with the belt mm-hmm. on edge i give up he's not adam copeland anymore <laughs> i'm done trying to figure it out i'll think see if how often i call him edge when his name's adam copeland yeah denise i thought elements of this were pretty good it's it felt like adam copeland and christian are having a match it's a big their style of match they would have this match at wrestlemania if they had it and uh, all the elements were there i thought they both Worked really strongly. But yeah, the end felt so telegraphed. As she's walking down there, we all know what's about to happen. She slides into the ring. We all know what's going on. She picks up the belt. We're like, all right, just hit him already. Like, we all knew it was happening. So it felt a little bit flat. Uh, There maybe could have been a different way to get into this. But that whole thing, maybe how you described it of her looking at Adam Copeland kind of it felt flat. But I do like the execution. I think it ended how it should have ended. It felt like when Christian was feuding with Chris Jericho in 2004 over Trish Stratus, and then Trish Stratus ends up turning on Chris Jericho to join Christian. This felt like that. If they would have made out at top of the, the ramp, this would have been exactly that. They didn't go all the way there. So I felt the elements of it. I don't know where this story's going, but, you know, interesting turn. Reg, I gotta tell you, this story does not touch that Chris Jericho, <laughs> Trish Stratus, Christian. No, Page I didn't say it touches. Not it. even a like little that. bit. Not even zero point zero one percent, man. I was so invested in that story when it was going on. I mean, I I was not like back in the day. I was not a Trish Stratus fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, she just always happened to be feuding with my faves, whether it was Lita, Mickey James. Like the person she was feuding with was always the person I cared about more. And then back in the day, I was like in love with Chris Jericho. So the fact that he was in love with her, I was like, I ain't having this. So yeah. I was so invested in that storyline as a kid. It. I don't know. It was one of my favorites, actually. I know it's mm-hmm. super corny, but it was one of my favorites. Yeah, I'm not saying this is that. I'm just saying this element, this part felt like that night that she did it. She kind of looked a little bit like Tris when she she was really in them leather pants. So I was like, you know what? I understand. But you have to understand, Denise, she watched this man hit her son with the concerto right there. What's she supposed to do? Help you out? Laugh about it? I, I don't know. I agree. She's great. She looked amazing. And I'm happy for all of her success. I don't even know what happened after she hit him with the belt. I was just like, no. <laughs> Shane you Wayne. were in love, Reg. It's funny because the second she came out, I was like, oh, Reg is going to have a good time right now. Let's see what happens. Ooh-wee. Shout out to Nick Wayne, who's going to kick my ass, man. That's like the homie. He's going to be like, yo, what's up, man? But like, yo, what's up? Man? Calling out my mom? I know. Like, Will he care, though? The last time we saw, he didn't care when his mom was thrown on the freaking floor. Exactly. You gave up that crazy energy, Nick. I'm trying to reciprocate and let her know that she is a queen out here. All right, Denise? <laughs> we got uh, Brian Dunlop, who's a DWL member, who says Christian Cage is now Nick Wayne's dad for real. Looking like that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I know last week everybody was saying that they should change his name to Nick Cage. They should. That would be a really great name. We got Alexander Fitzgerald who says tonight was the Montreal screw job all over again. Christian got Nick Wayne and his mom on his side. Father of the year. Yeah. That's kind of true. Now they're all, you know, they're going to have a Merry Christmas, hopefully. Yeah. What is this new family that they're building, Denise? It's super duper weird, but I still, I'm not on the saying what I haven't been saying. Edge is going to join this gang and be, there's going to be a throuple of co- top Christian Adam Copeland and uh, Shayna Wayne. A thruple? I mean, it's a family, right? Oh, this is gonna get weird. This it's is already gonna, weird. This is gonna get weird. This is. Gonna- 
<laughs> Please, lords, AEW gods, do not make this into a thruple. Thruple, baby. Oh, yeah. Please. I think I, you know what, Reg, if that were to happen, I'm out of the show. You hosted by yourself. <laughs> I'm done. Retired. AEW after dark, baby. They're polyamorous. Yeah, totally. <laughs> They're polyamorous. Respect. Respect. <laughs> oh, man. I can't right now. Mm -hmm. Oh, Base Martian says Christian has a complete family, even a pet. Yeah, they got a dinosaur. He's yep, a little dinosaur. That's definitely true. Mm -hmm. All righty. All right. Let's continue the conversation. I want to get into the AEW Continental Classic. Here we go. Let's talk about where we're at right now. So, coming off of the collision with the Blue League matches, we currently have Brody King leading the entire thing right now at six points. Brian Danielson, Andrade El Idolo, and Claudio Castagnoli tied at three, with Daniel Garcia and Eddie Kingston uh, with zero points. However, it looks like they still have an opportunity to catch up. Mm -hmm. um, and then over on the Gold League side, we have John Moxley and Swerve Strickland tied with nine points. Jay White comes in with six. We have Roosh with three. Mark Briscoe and Jay Lethal with zero, which unfortunately it is not looking good anymore for Mark Briscoe or Jay Lethal. So they're pretty much uh, done here. Even if they were to win their matches, they're not going to get enough points from the looks of it. Um, all right. What do you think, Reg? I thought there was some strong work today. The Moxley and Roosh match wasn't as I would expect it to be, but I thought they had some super strong work. Moxley, like I said on this podcast before, Denise, he is the uh, this this is his tournament to lose. I think it's all about uh, somebody in this tournament trying to defeat him. I love the energy that eventually, when Moxley was doing the promo backstage, Swerve showed up. They set up the match next week. I thought that that energy was great. But, yeah, that match didn't get into the gear I would have liked it to get into, but I thought it was really good. What? Why are you talking like that? Why are you looking like that? Reg, I'm going to have to fight you on this one. I disagree. What you mean? It didn't get into the highest gear it should have got into, Denise. Okay, but I will say this. I thought out of the three matches that we got today, this one was the best one. Yeah. I thought that John Moxley and Roosh freaking killed it. Like the chops that they were giving one another, um, going to the outside, coming back into the ring, everything that they did there. Uh, the moment where like Roosh uh, freaking suplexed him and John Moxley like landed all weird with his arm. I was oh, kind of yeah. nervous at that moment too. Uh, the... the the mockery that we were seeing where Roosh was kind of being, you know, Roosh and being a little mm -hmm. bit of a jerk to John Moxley and being cocky and disrespectful. And then John Moxley obviously is not a fella that's just going to sit back and let that happen. So he's like flipping them off. And so you've got these two guys that are both tough in different ways clashing together because the other one is being so disrespectful to the other one. And I just thought that I thought I thought two things about this. One, yeah, two things. One, I need to see a program with John Moxley and Roosh. I need them to yeah. do something here with them. I need them to get personal. I need them to get ugly because mm -hmm. I do think that a John Moxley Roosh program is going to be money if they take the time to invest in that. And then the other thing that I thought about this was that Roosh has really been showing that he belongs in the spot with these guys 
mixing it in there uh, with guys like your John Moxley's of the world, for example. And I don't know, man, I thought he did a phenomenal job in this. I think that Roosh and Mark Briscoe have legitimately been the, the gems of this tournament because mm -hmm. they weren't names that were your popular names to win, right? Your Swerve yeah. Strickland's, your John Moxley's, your Brian Danielson's, those were the popular names and those still are the popular names for who's going to win. Um, but Mark Briscoe and Roosh, I think have sort of been like these underrated gems in the tournament. Yeah, I think this uh the Moxley and Roosh match was an appetizer. That's why like I it was great, but I'm like they could definitely get to the next level. That's why I would also be invested into another one too. Um I think that the matches that they set up for this weekend, Brian Danielson, I don't know why they're trying to kill him. I thought we weren't doing this G1 thing where we do this all these matches in so many days, but somehow he's going to work three matches in a week and it's like you guys, I'm going to be so locked in, but I'm very nervous about what's going to happen. It's Brian Danielson. But uh, I think this tournament has been doing well. And like you said, Mark Briscoe has played such an important role. I know he's lost all of his matches, but the role that he's played in every single one of those matches has been so strong. The match with Swerve, who is, is still super duper over, and it's great to see he's on his way, AEW world champion very soon. But the role that Mark Briscoe plays in every match of like, I'm going to put it all on the line, no matter what, no matter what the preconception you had coming into this match, I'm going to change it with just being great. And they really built this match. I'm thinking about it. I'm maybe like the swerve and Mark Briscoe match a little bit better just because that the way that they built it in the beginning, they had some grappling in the beginning, but the way that when they got to the ending sequence, the crowd was all in, everything was great. And they got exactly where they needed to be. It was a strong night of wrestling, honestly. Yeah, so I, yeah, I definitely, I really hope they circle back to that John Moxley roosting. Like, isn't that like the yeah. point? Like in this tournament, not only are you supposed to see the winners, but you're also supposed to tell some stories along the way that you can circle back to. I feel mm -hmm. like this is one that I hope they circle back to for sure. Yeah. Um, all right. We also had Swerve versus Mark Briscoe, which you just talked about right now. Mm -hmm. And then the other one was Jay White and Jay Lethal. Uh, any additional thoughts that you had on either of those two matches? I thought the Jay and Jay match was pretty good. Uh, Jay White is still... He's in a really good position. I think if they just kind of keep him doing things like this, having strong matches, they got to let him promo more. That's the, really his strongest point. He got a lot of good promo time in the MJF feud, but he just needs more. Consistently let this guy talk because that's the way he gets the most heat. And if they can discontinue that, he's on his way. Swerve and John Moxley had uh, great battles to kind of set up their match next week. And I'm super excited about that just because this when the tournament was announced that match was like man i wonder what's going to happen i'm still like so interested in what's going to happen um i think it's a bit a perfect timing for both these guys to have this match it's winter is coming like there's some good stuff that's coming yeah and you brought up a good point there about jay white and the promos because jay white and anybody here who's fan, a fan of jay white including myself it feels like there's been something missing in his AEW run. At first, it was primarily the feuds that he was in really did not match up with the uh, this, the caliber of the star that Jay White is. I don't think that necessarily matched up for him too much when he first came into AEW. And then he got into this program with MJF. And unfortunately, I feel like we were caring about everything else but this yep. story with Jay White and MJF. And so... We were kind of talking about this in the past where it didn't really seem like they had that chemistry that you thought that they might have had. And so now it's more so of finding 
the right opponents for Jay White to tell an intriguing story mm -hmm. that will, like you said, give him the opportunity to go on the microphone because Jay White is a phenomenal heel. Reg, yeah. remember, we were there for Forbidden Door when he went out there and he did that freaking media scrum and everybody was afraid of him. <laughs> yeah, no, he's like so good. I think that was such a strong element in his New Japan thing because he got to do those post-match things so strongly. I mean, so often with uh, how New Japan runs their schedule that we just need to see more of that. He doesn't have a lot of moments. I mean, thinking about how AEW does their uh, online marketing, though, with these great videos we do see, maybe we just need to see that more on TV, I think. That's the really the way to draw them because people love these videos that we see online, Denise, of after the tournament match, they catch up with the winner or the loser and they give their thoughts. We just somehow needs to incorporate that more into the television product. You know, I haven't seen any of those, actually. Mm, really? You're posting I, them on social? Yeah, I think it's the homie Giancarlo that's doing a lot of uh, great oh, work yeah, back awesome. there. But yeah, Eddie Kingston, of course, has been killing it. Brian Danielson has done some amazing promos. Like, everybody's really cooking, Denise. You need to get invested. I know. I tend to not watch, like, the social media stuff. See? That's why I'm saying they need to put it on TV because there's a yeah. lot of great content that's just kind of being missed. I'm like that. I'm the person that doesn't watch the social media stuff unless people tag me like a hundred times and are like, Denise, you must see this. I'm like, okay, well, if I must see this, then I will must see it. But uh, I feel like sometimes it's just a little, uh, I get overwhelmed. I don't know if people feel this way, but sometimes when you have a lot, you're following a lot of shows, you it's hard to keep up with everything. So I tend to not always watch that stuff. Agreed. Yeah, unless I get tagged. So we'll see. So tag me if I really must watch it. <laughs> if it's a 10 out of 10, make sure to tag me. But let me tell you guys something. Speaking of 10 out of 10, you know what's 10 out of 10? It is Miracle Made Sheets. Did you know that traditional bed sheets can harbor more bacteria than a toilet seat? It can lead to acne, allergies, and stuffy noses, and it's just gross. Miracle Made offers a whole line of self-cleaning, eco-friendly bedding such as sheets, pillowcases, and comforters that prevent 99% of bacteria and require three times less laundry. Through their silver-infused fabrics inspired by NASA, Miracle Made is designed to keep you at the perfect temperature so you get better sleep every night. Miracle Sheets are the perfect gift for your spouse, friends, or family. Who doesn't want better sleep and luxurious feeling bed sheets? And since these come with three free towels, you get two gifts in one just in time for the holidays. Go to trymiracle.com slash Denise to try it today or gift it to someone special this holiday season. Save over 40% off. And if you use the promo code Denise at checkout, you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash Denise to treat yourself a friend or loved one this holiday season. The link is in the description box below. Alrighty, we are back. So we got a couple of super chats here. I want to make sure to read. And this is from uh, the next one that we have here is from John Deller, who says, think this is leading to Moxley versus Danielson. Ah, I think there's somewhere in this thread where we could get to that match some way. I think so. Yeah. 
Dude, I think it can happen. I feel mm. like there are certain matches that uh, Tony has to, like, tr- I don't want to say has to, but should probably get to before Brian Danielson is done with AEW full-time. Yep. And I would say that this is definitely one of those. Yeah, uh, pretty much everybody in the Blackpool Combat Club, like, I know he's on a team, but I also want to see him wrestle them before this is over. So, yeah, that, that, that match needs to happen eventually. Thank you so much, John Deller, for that. Uh, we have a super chat here from Steve Fight who says, Reg is right. They can have a ladder match with the Hardys. Old school. Uh, I don't know about all that. <laughs> I mean, let me ask you a question. What if they were to do a TLC? Yes, and- I'm I'm totally into that. I'm I'm saying I don't know why I did all that. Then I thought about it again. Do the TLC match. Young Bucks are somehow involved in there. I'm all in. I'm so Who would you put in this TLC match? Uh, Edge and Christian, Adam Copeland and Christian, uh, the Young Bucks, maybe FTR, the Hardy Boys. It has to be a lot of teams. It's going to be like a 10-team TLC match. Like, Private Party needs to be in there. Uh, uh, Why so many, though? It's usually like three teams. No, no, forget about all that. Three, four teams. This is the last time it's going to ever happen. Hardy Boys don't need to be in any more ladder matches ever again. Edge and Christian are done. This needs to be their last ladder (laughs) match ever. We need to just go out with a big shebang. Put every tag team that's been inspired by the Hardy Boys, Edge and Christian in it, and let's just go crazy. All right, get it all done in in one sweep. That's it. We're done here. All right, let's go for it. Steve Fight, thank you so much for the super chat. Appreciate you a whole lot for that. Um, Everybody's like 10 teams. teams Everyone's going to get one spot, Reg. Every wrestler gets one spot. There's going to be no room for anything else. It's pretty extreme now. Y'all are right. That's crazy. A 10-team ladder match is just obnoxious. Can you imagine the camera work for that? I'm sorry I pitched that. But y'all will play it in an NBA or WWE 2K or AEW Fight Forever. So what? What if you got like three guys at the exact same time going for a spot where they jump off a 50-foot ladder? Like, who you going to pick? Listen, we got enough technology and cameras and camera angles to make it happen, Denise. So um, I remember when I used to – did you ever watch the TLC VHS back in the day? Yeah, I think I had it. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. I remember mm-hmm. this funny story. I'm trying to remember if it was Matt Hardy or if it was Christian, but I think it might've been Matt Hardy. Mm-hmm. Someone was making fun of him. It might've been Christian. I'm not sure. I don't remember who it was, but they were making fun of him because when he was climbing the ladder, each step that he would climb, he would go, Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the one thing that every time I think about it, it makes me laugh. Uh, I haven't seen that VHS. God, I'm like, time. 20 years, I yeah, think. Yeah. I don't, I'm not 20 years, like at least 10, 15 years. So this right. is a really shitty memory, but God, do I love those TLCs, man. That's part of the reason why I'm sitting in this seat right now. If I did not watch TLC matches as a kid growing up, I don't think I would like be, I was into all of the, you know, the Spafu, Spafu Reg. yeah, give it up. That, man. That's how they captured my attention. Like Lita mm-hmm. going out there and getting, I remember when Lita got involved in one of the TLC matches. Yep. I think it was at WrestleMania 17. Mm-hmm. I thought it was the craziest thing I'd ever seen in my entire life. And she took a wild chair shot in that one. Oh, so hard, hard as hell. Denise, but that's a great point. Remember the, the news came out this week that they're giving up on home videos and like home videos were so important to us wrestling fans back in the day i used to go to the video store i remember renting wrestlemania 10 i've been a a bret hart fan for so long because all the tapes i would get were just like bret hart showcases and like those memories of just sitting there watching the match he has with owen and then watching him win the wwe championship at the end it's like that's forever and like those memories are just 
it's it, it's not the same anymore. It's like a lot easier for everybody to access. It's like you can I could pull up every WrestleMania ever. It's great, but like the feeling of like your mom taking you to the video store, letting you pick one video, and you getting SummerSlam '92 or something, and just like your whole weekend has changed. Like shout out to uh, to videos that yeah, I used to work at Blockbuster too. That was one of my first jobs. Are you serious? Yep. Mm-hmm. Damn, mm-hmm. what was that like? Eh, you know, it was a video store. <laughs> Well, I mean, I went to a couple. Actually, we had to stop going to Blockbuster because my mom owned a bunch of Blockbuster. Yeah, totally. That's <laughs> you want to know something crazy. This is pretty messed up, man. So when I was a kid, my mom went to our local library. and I think she used I was a baby, not even a kid. OK, I was a freaking baby. And she checked out books on my under my name and like, I guess, never returned them or something. So there's some sort of fine. I'm not even sure. So your mom was time, on some thug shit. Bro, I showed up. I showed up to the freaking local library and I was like, hi, I would like to get a library card. And they were like, no, you are fine. And I was like, what? They were I like mean- security. They had your picture up back there. Like, do not let this person in. She has a hundred thousand dollars in book fines dude i was like what are you talking about i've never even been to this library before what books did your mom check out lord knows i have no idea so i had to go to the city over (laughs) to use their library oh that's funny using your using library credit with your daughter's name is like something a black person would do and you guys are latina so latino so that makes sense and that's what makes it extra funny because that's so us right like damn i was like damn mama already messing up my freaking library credit when i was a freaking baby dude your mom's hilarious who does that reg she just like, I'm gonna ruin my child's library. Put it life. in my daughter's name. Let me get 25 books. I ain't never bringing these back. <laughs> Damn, man. Uh, and just so you know, I, I paid my fine over when I had a fine in the other wow. library. I mm-hmm. showed up because one day they did a thing where if you brought cans for Thanksgiving, they would remove your uh, your fines. Bro, I showed up with so many cans. Listen, Denise, you did two good deeds that day. You paid your library fine and you donated to charity. Good for you. Let's for go. You. Mm-hmm. <sighs> your mom, that's so funny. She did me dirty, bro. She did she me did dirty. She did you dirty, for real. Tony Storm versus Sky Blue. <laughs> this is actually a pretty good little match that we had here, Reg. I mm-hmm. mean, I thought Sky Blue looked phenomenal. I loved when she did the hip attack on Tony because, you know, that's Tony's thing. It and is. Sky Blue looked phenomenal doing it as well. I thought she hit her with a great, nice precision, intensity. Uh, she looked great. I loved her code blue. It looked extra smooth today. I love this match with her and Tony. Yeah, this was uh, the pervert match. First of all, you guys stop being perverts. Let these women wrestle in peace and leave them alone. Now, this is everything that those perverts imagined, Denise. Like Tony Storm, Sky Blue, pervert off. They're hitting each other with their butts. Now, great work from both of these women, though. Tony Storm, again, uh, how they randomly went to black and white in the middle of the match and, like, her playing this character still so well throughout it. Sky Blue being one of the AEW women's MVPs of 2023 of, like, anytime they need her to show up, she shows up. This time she showed up to try to win the AEW Women's World Championship, and she was on fire. But Tony Storm is just unstoppable right now. We got the return of Rio right immediately after setting up something. I don't know what they're setting up, but I think that's a very exciting thing for 
um, the women's division as a whole. Anytime we get Rio back, Denise, there's some kind of energy that she brings. I don't know what it is, but it's really good energy. I was, I, I was going to say something cheesy, but she's so sweet to me. Like when she comes out, she's just like sugar, you know? She is. She's just like really happy to be here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I'm happy to be here. That's Rio. <laughs> totally. Yeah. And I feel bad because I feel like she has gotten in the past a lot of hate online. Yeah. I don't like that for Rio, man. She, yeah. She's a good girl. Um, give her some love, man. Let's give her some love. Mm -hmm. um, Mariah May also had a backstage interview with Renee Paquette. And she was basically asking about who her first opponent would be. And Mariah was just like really salty to Renee. And that was kind of it. Uh, anything that you're expecting to see here? I'm interested to see who they have for a first opponent. Cause I've seen some people pitching before that it should be sky blue, but I don't know if it should be sky blue. Cause we've seen her in so many of these kind of positions leading up. She, she was in the match with the three way uh, for the TBS championship that she lost. And then she just lost to Tony storm. I guess you could kind of tell that story, but I'd like to see somebody else be in there. I think Mariah, all of her um, appearances so far have been really great, though. Like, she's been, seems really comfortable on the mic. So I'm ready to see her in the ring. Yeah, I agree, too. I think she's been pretty all right. So it's been exciting to see, uh, to see that. Um, she's been pretty all right. Yeah, no, I think so. Like, I've been liking what we've been seeing so far. I mean, there hasn't been too much that they've done <laughs> so far, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, I do want to take a second, Reg, before we go. Uh, we need to talk about the Von Erics because they are going to be on next week's show, Winter mm -hmm. is Coming, in Dallas. Yeah. Dude, I was not expecting this announcement. I know, obviously, they're going to, this is promotional for the Iron Claw and all of that, which is mm -hmm. great stuff, man. But just given the fact that they're seen as gods there, this is going to be kind of sick. I, Have I you seen this happy. movie, Denise? No, I haven't seen the movie yet. Not I don't yet. I, I I don't know if I'm going to watch it because I watched the documentary and I thought the documentary was really good. And I heard that the document. Well, I'm expecting the document, the documentary to clearly be a lot better than the movie. Totally. So yeah, I watched no. the documentary, but I haven't seen the movie. I feel kind of the same of like, I know what's about to be in this movie and I don't really know if I'm into that. I'm, I'm happy that the anytime they have wrestling movies that kind of cross over and there's going to be this new interest. I think it's dope. So I'm interested in that, but I don't know if I'm going to be going. I might watch it. I heard it was going to be announced on Max. Maybe I'll like put it on in my own room so I can relive yeah. these horrific moments by myself. It's kind of <laughs> crazy. But... You cry alone in your room, Reg. <laughs> Seriously. But yeah, I thought, of course, that's a genius move to make with this movie being out. MJF, of course, has a starring role in it. So like they, they're so easy to tie it in. And we know uh, Marsh and Kevin uh, Von Eric have been doing work in MLW before. And if they are brought in AEW as a tag team, that could also be something. So this is going to be interesting to see what goes on next week. Yeah, I'm excited to see this. I think this was an, like a cool, like respectable thing to do, I think, and a nice way to do some promotional stuff. Um, additionally, I want to talk about uh, the matches that we're going to be seeing for uh, the Continental Classic Gold League matches that winter is coming. Jay White versus Mark Briscoe, Roosh versus Jay Lethal, and Swerve Strickland versus John Moxley is going to be happening next week. And then we're also getting Hangman Adam Page versus Roderick Strong. Yeah, that's going to be great. Oh, we didn't talk too much about Roderick Strong, who had a promo. He finally got out of the chair. He says he's going to be the Roderick Strong that we want. I think this match is going to be dope next week, honestly. Yeah. Denise. Hangman Page is, uh, of course, one of the – he's an underrated talent. That's so funny if they, like, run back the tape of when he won the championship. And I was like, get this belt off this guy. But, no, he's changed so much. And Roderick Strong, strangely enough, I think still has something to prove. That's going to sound crazy because so many people are just attached to this Adam and this wheelchair guy, but 
that's a world class, one of the best wrestlers in the world. Denise will probably tell you different. But when he can go, it's I time like Roderick Strong's in ring work. Okay, that's where you got all right. Yeah. But yeah, when, he, when he's put to the test and he's going to be put to the test next week, it's going to be fire. Damn, Reg out here spreading rumors about me. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, my bad. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> um, so look, I'm looking at this and I'm thinking I'm kind of excited for it, honestly. Yeah. And the whole little bit when he comes out, it I did think it was funny though, because I'm not sure if this line was on purpose or if he said it wrong. So there was a part where he said, I will no longer suffer the consequences for my decisions. Oh no, I think that's a pur- purposeful line. Right? Yeah. And I'm like, didn't he say it backwards? <laughs> Mm, no, I think that's my, might be purposeful. I think it's I thought it was hilarious. I was like, bro, you will no longer suffer the consequences for your decisions. What? Yeah. His decisions to be the devil or be in the devil group. <laughs> okay. Okay. That threw me off for a bit. Threw me for mm-hmm. a loop there. Uh, mm-hmm. And I also need to see now Roderick Strong versus his wheelchair because he freaking Straight tossed up. that thing, thing to the ground, mm-hmm. broke the poor thing. Mm-hmm. That's how yeah. we got there. That's it. <laughs> <sighs> That was AEW Dynamite today, guys. That was all we got. Mm-hmm. Reg, let the people know where they can find you and support you. You can find me every Wednesday. I'm here with Denise. We're talking AEW Dynamite. We're going to do this AEW Top 10 Matches of the Year sometime. Eventually, we'll set up the date after this. Great suggestion, you guys. Every Wednesday, I'm on with Mike and Indeed. We had a great interview today with Speedball Mike Bailey talking about his year, talking about some mental health, talking about some really great things. Tomorrow, I'm on with Kate for the ROH Post Show. Saturday and every Saturday, it's me and Philip Lindsay. It's Grapsity. You know what time it is. You guys know where to find me right here on this channel. Just make sure you subscribe. That's kind mm-hmm. of it. We're about to hit 130,000 subscribers. Make sure that you're one of them. All righty, everybody. That's a wrap for today. We will catch you guys on uh, Friday. I will be here to do a SmackDown post show. CM Punk is going to be on SmackDown. What the hell is going to go down? We will see. And then on Saturday, I will also be here to do an NXT deadline post show. So for those of you guys who like to chat NXT, I will be here on Saturday. So um, those are the upcoming shows. And if not, we'll see you guys next week to chat about winter is coming. Until next time, we will catch you guys all later. And please do not forget to leave a review on Apple Podcast. Bye, everyone.